Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Well, this morning I'm continuing a series that I've been doing for a while now called Jesus at the Center. And this particular message today, I am targeting and focusing upon relationships. What kind of relationships, you might ask? Well, one of the major problems that we find and issues in most people today is relationships, whether it be societal, business, customer, work-related, education, school-related, church, and family. And I want us to today target one of these, which I, I believe that as we go along that you'll begin to understand what that is, but it will touch every other relationship that you have. And I believe that is so important. And when we see it, and when you see this, I believe you can't unsee it. It's one of those things where when you begin to get a revelation of this, you begin to see things a lot more clear in every aspect of life. And it's something Jesus taught us. It's things that he said that we need to do. And I want us to get into the word of God. And I believe today, if we will target this area here, it's going to help change your life. Now, I want you first to understand, no matter if you are married or if you're single, no matter who you are today, no matter where you are today, I want you to know that you have purpose. No matter what age you're in, no matter if you're a teenager, no matter if you're preteen, no matter if you were single, married, uh, no matter if you're elderly, no matter where you are in life, you have a purpose. And the good news is, the Bible says that no matter how long you have lived today, no matter where you are today, the Bible teaches us that no matter, and let me just say it like this, no matter the situation, I mean, there's a lot of marriages today, there are a lot of relationships that are broken and undone, churches that are divided, families that are divided, businesses that are having a lot of problems. Let me just help you with something today. The Bible says this, that God will restore the years, the years. So that means no matter how long it's been going on, that the canker worm and the caterpillar, that these type of things that the little foxes come in and, and try to spoil the vine, these areas, he says he will restore to you. And I tell you, that should be very exciting for many of you, uh, no matter where you are today. And let me just say this, everyone can change, but you have to be willing to change. So I want us to get right into the word here this morning. And as we begin to hear uh, one of the things I'm going to read today is out of Matthew chapter 6. We'll begin there, verse 19. Matthew 6, 19. Jesus said, Do not lay up yourselves treasures upon the earth. He said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Depends on what translation you're reading. Uh, many of the translations says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, right now you're probably thinking, what does this have to do with relationships? Well, you're going to see in just a few minutes how Jesus laid this plan out, how that he has designed purpose for you in life. 
You're going to find your purpose by hearing these words today. You're going to begin to understand relationship today. If you will get a hold of this, these verses oftentimes that I just read there are very challenging to people. And if you find them unchallenging to you, well, this might also reveal a deeper problem you either knowingly or unknowingly are experiencing or will experience. And if you do not change your way of thinking and actions concerning these scriptures that Jesus pointed out. Let me just back up for a minute. Let's start out again, rereading the very first part. Lay not up. Lay not up. He's saying do not. So this is a correction with a direction. This is an instructional word with admonition. And he's telling us, just like he would say to you, love your enemies. Love your neighbor. Just like he would say love, just like he would say forgive. To be honest, when you begin to read this whole thing in context, he just taught them how to pray. And he also just told them, you have to forgive. You're going to have to do these things. You're going to need to do this. And then he goes on to say, do not lay up. But what do we do? Oftentimes, we don't want to deal with this because this, we feel like, is not as important as the others. But this is probably the most valuable part of all of it because it includes all of it. When you begin to really understand what he's saying here, oftentimes we look at this and we talk about money. Is he talking about money? Well, he's talking about money, but he's talking more than money here. He's actually talking about the whole piece of the pie or the whole pie, uh, if I can say it like that. Money is a piece of that pie, but he's talking about the whole pie right here. So I want us to begin to hear what Jesus said. If we can look at it in, in that kind of diagram, just for a moment, if we take that kind of shape, if you can understand what I'm trying to say, we're talking about the whole pie here. We're talking about everything that encompasses what we've been brought into, who we are today, our purpose, family, relationship, everything. If you begin to understand what Jesus is saying here, he tells us in a directive, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up your, for yourselves. Do you hear that? But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So this is not a parable as far as a descriptive thing that he's trying to use as an analogy. This is a realistic understanding because he's talking about eternity here. And what we do today has a cause and effect for what happens next in our lives. And maybe this is something that you have realized. Maybe it is something you haven't realized. And it is real. Not just heaven, but eternity. And the treasures and the things that you are laying up in eternity. And it is real. It is something that we will receive. And oftentimes, as Christian believers today, we do not have a lot of knowledge in these areas because it's not taught very to us very well or very often. But I want to encourage you today to allow the Word of God to speak to your heart. Let's develop. Let's grow. Let's learn the understanding of what Jesus is saying here and the importance of it because it is so important. It is talking about your future, what you are laying up. This, is mean, this means uh, literally it is telling us just how effective we are being in our success upon earth concerning what happens for eternity. 
And oftentimes people say, well, I just want to be saved. I just need to be saved. And that is all that I'm concerned about. Well, what are you saved from? There's all types of questions and answers that we need to have answered in our life and understand because it's very valuable, very important. Some people will say, well, I don't think this is necessary or that important. It is vitally important because you were saved from something, but you wasn't just saved into this cosmos of, of limbo until you stand before Christ. No, you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness, Colossians chapter 1 teaches us, into the kingdom of his dear son. So in saying that, we need to understand that we are talking about eternal understanding and success and understand if I want to, if you want to put it in that kind of perspective, because it's so important. So we're talking about the things that happen today will affect what happens in your eternity. How do we lay up treasure in heaven? Well, there are several aspects to all of this forming a whole. I used a pie diagram just a second ago, and I will continue to look at this in this understanding today, just for simplicity of explanation. So we're talking about what Jesus tells us we need to do. First of all, what Jesus begins to show us here is our focus. Jesus focuses here himself upon the whole. He lays out an understanding of eternity. He lays out that you're laying up treasure in heaven. Yet he also gives us the pieces of the pie that form the whole. As we begin to understand, for one, we understand he's talking about treasure. And of course, let me just say it like this. I mentioned it a second ago, money, resources, all of those things. It's a part of it. It's a part of the pie. So let me just say this. First of all, are you fully partnered in your heart with your money, time, and resources? With the building of the kingdom of God? Because that's what Jesus is talking about. And this is what we begin to see. And this is what we are seeing here. And again, we're going to move on from this, that area today, but it is vitally important. And I want us to look at something because we are talking about relationships. And I want us to begin to look at what Jesus is saying here. Because this is what he's bringing into right perspective as well. And I believe each one of these parts that form a whole should and will bring more clarity of the pie of this whole thing. Uh, and let me just say this, and this is something that we do well as Christians. We like to separate these things in categories, and we do well in one thing and not in another because we reject one and we grab a hold of the other. Well, we need to take a hold of the whole thing and not begin to separate, to deny certain aspects of certain things because it challenges us. So let's keep reading today. Look in verse 22. Jesus went on to say, in connection with this, the light of the body is the eye, or other translation says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. I'm going to say it again. The lamp of the body is the eye. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body is full of light. Or if therefore your eye is good, your whole body be full of light. But if your eye is bad, verse 23, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus said, if your eye be evil, thy whole body will be full of darkness. 
If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, some people, and you might even think he's talking about people who are not saved and people who are saved. But I want you to focus on an understanding here because this is what Jesus is talking about. He says the eye, he's relating here, this lamp of your body, which is the eye, is focus, is what you're focused on. It's what you're seeing as the most important thing. It's what is lit up in front of you. It's the why you do what you do. It's what you walk outside of your house for every day. It's why you are married. It's why you are training your children the way you do. It's why you allow the things in your life or do not allow things in your life. It's why you dress and act and what you listen to and how you behave and what you do every day. And the Bible says, and Jesus reveals here, if you are consumed on things and what he is not speaking of are the perspective and focus upon the things Jesus said to focus upon. Remember, we have to go back to lay up. What you're laying up. What are you laying up? Are you laying up treasure in heaven? Are we exactly what Jesus says here in just a few minutes, just doing what everybody else is doing? You know, maybe family today is your focus. Oftentimes that, that is. It's why we get up in the morning, why we go make a living, why we do this, why we do that. But is that what Jesus said should be the focus? Is it or is it a piece of the pie? So we need to understand today what that focus is. And we need to bring the right direction in. Why? Because the pieces not necessarily are bad. And oftentimes we get focused on certain things in life, and that becomes the full thing in which we are focused upon. But Jesus says, if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Any part of the pieces of the whole makes the whole dark. And Jesus is saying that your priorities become your purpose. Your purpose is what you're focused upon. And without priority in your life, and when you have the right priority, or if you don't have priority, if you're not focusing properly, you will never understand your purpose. And if you do not understand your purpose, you will not pursue it. And if you're not pursuing the purpose, that God has created and has given to us as believers, as individual believers as well, and understand it personally, then you'll be pursuing the wrong thing. Even if you succeed in your pursuit, you will still have failed because you have not fulfilled your purpose. Because this purpose is what we will stand before Christ on the day what is called the Bema, which is the judgment seat of Christ. Not the great white throne judgment for the unbeliever, but the judgment of the believer. We say oftentimes, well, I just want to deal with the sin issue. Oftentimes we're looking at the effects, whether it be of the focus of the kingdom or the benefits of the kingdom. We often get overly indulged with the effects rather than the kingdom. Oftentimes we also look at the world and we get overly indulged with the effects of the fall, which is sin and death. And 
those, those are all pieces. Those are all real. But you have to understand, we're talking about two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Correct? Jesus said, if your focus is right, then it'll be light in you. If your focus is wrong, then the whole thing is dark. So it is so important today that we understand and find purpose. And what is that purpose? Jesus gave it to us. Aren't you glad that you don't have to try to search, take tests to figure out, try to figure this whole thing out on your own? Jesus has given us the purpose for life and for our lives. And we're going to find that today. You're going to find out that you might have a talent, a gift of the things that are within you, many things. And we differ in these areas, but we ultimately, Jesus gives us the, prior, the purpose that we need to design our priorities over, that our pursuits are after. And let's keep reading. We're going to keep this in context. Verse 24, for Jesus talks about, he says, lay not up yourselves treasures in heaven. That's how we start in verse 19. He talks about in verse 22, the light of the body, which is the eye, what you're focused on. And then he goes into verse 24 and he says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Then he, and let me just say this. Now, now this is important because... Jesus is revealing some things to us here because whatever you're pursuing after is your master. Whatever your priority, whatever and whomever and however you're finding your purpose. And oftentimes in the body of Christ today, there are people today in within the church, because I'm not really talking about those in the world. We're not talking about those in the world today. But if you are in the world today and you are not in the kingdom of God, if Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior, and if you are not a Christian, you're not a follower of Christ, then today you can. You can enter into the kingdom of God because in the kingdom of God, there is purpose. In the kingdom of darkness, you're still serving your king. Whether you know it unwillingly, unknowingly, you are. And within that kingdom, it has goals, it has a purpose, it has, it has actions. It's not just a limbo thing, it's just people out there sinning. No, these things of sin are, are compiling upon to, uh, and, and again, this is a battle that's going on. There's a fight for the souls of men today, and the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Jesus, the Bible says, he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He has rendered the power of darkness, sin and death, and of the devil ineffective upon those who are born again, who have entered into the kingdom of light, who have made Jesus Christ Lord. He has rescued or saved them out of, translated them, brought them out of through what we call being born again or the new birth through the washing and the regeneration of the word of God within you and by the Holy Spirit transforming you creating and making you a new creation. You are no longer under the law of sin and death. You're no longer under the curse of the law that is in the earth today, that is happening around the kingdom of light within the kingdom of darkness. And if you are a child of God today, you are in the kingdom of light. You are a Christian. You are and have been born again. But you need to be very wise and very careful that your pursuits and what you are living for or not 
following the very same patterns of the world in which you are in. And they're not focused upon those areas. Because if you are focused upon those areas, then your eye is dark. And, you, and your purpose will not be fulfilled. You might say, well, my purpose is how I see it, the way I believe, how I feel about it. Well, if you're moving by the flesh, you're moving out of that area, then you're walking in darkness. But let me just say this. We as believers today, we want to lay up treasures in heaven. That means that in eternity, that reward and the treasure that you should be laying up, your investment that you're putting into eternity. Remember, there's a greater investment for eternity than it is here today. So we need to be understanding what the will of God is. And this is what Jesus is talking about. And we're talking about relationships. And I'm going to make this very plain and very clear as we go along. For Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters, verse 24. And this is the struggle a lot of believers have today, a lot of Christians today. You know, they're struggling because, because they, they are in the world. Okay? But see, Jesus said, Be, you're in it, but you're not of it. So we have to do the things what Jesus taught. Jesus said, do not lay up, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust doeth not corrupt. That's in verse 19 and, 20, and 21. So it's so important that we learn to follow the perspective and the understanding that Christ gave to us. And as we see here, I want us to continue to go on, and let's notice some things here. Look in verse 25, because this is the struggle. Right now, you might even be struggling with the concepts that I'm teaching you right now based upon what Jesus preached. But listen to what verse 25 says. It says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. You see that? It says, so I said to you, take no thought for your life. See, for some people, you're, you're, you're probably over, could be overriding what Jesus is saying right now. But you really need to hear what Jesus is saying right now. Because this is about purpose. This is about what happens in eternity. And let me just say this. Eternity is coming for all of us. For every person today. Living or dead. There is the judgment. There is the reward. There is eternity. There is life. There is reward. There is something we are laying up today. And we need to get our perspective, focus our priorities and purpose correct. And Jesus develops that. He works on that. I, you know, a lot of people today, they, they take a lot of courses, a lot of things, trying to discover purpose, to be effective in what they do. But yet, we do not consider eternity oftentimes. And, while, and what our focus should be on so we can actually develop ourselves properly and that we learn how to lay up treasures correctly not only in this life, but in the life to come. And we need to understand the perspective and understanding what Jesus says. And he tells us, and we need to focus upon this, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, verse 25 says, what you will put on. Is it not more than food and the body more than clothing? He's talking about your life right now. He's talking about what's, what's to come. Verse 26 he says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they, do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add any cubit unto his stature? Or 
In other translations, it would say in verse 27, it says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit? How can you really grow to, your, to the fullness of your stature just by worrying? Verse 28, so why do you worry about these things, about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. Neither do they toil or spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30, now if God clothes the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow it is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you a little faith. Therefore, verse 31, do not worry, saying, well, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, I'm going to stop there at that period. And I wanted you to look here for a minute of what Jesus just said there. He says, for after all these things, the world, and that's what he's referring to, is pursuing after. The word seek there is the word to pursue after, to set as your purpose and your priority. And what is he saying? Everything that you have need of in this life. The world is chasing all of the stuff, seeing it as the main priority. Because the God of this world wants people to look at their life today and not what happens tomorrow. What happens in eternity? You know, even Jesus said there are those today in the body of Christ who their reward is only in this life today. For they seek man's pleasure or opinion of man is higher than the pleasing and the pleasure and the opinions of God. They do things for reward today to seek men's admiration rather than the reward that happens as a result in eternity. You say, well, how does this affect relationship? How does these things that we're seeing here affect relationship? Well, I want you to understand something. First of all, Jesus said that he's going to supply these things that we have need of in life if our priority is right, our purposes is right. Some people say, well, how can that be? How can that be? How, how can all of that be? Because I've got to have all of these things. I've got to do all of these things. I have to do these things. And I've got to do it for these reasons and these, these things. Well, the reasons why we are doing those things and the focus that we have, Jesus says, don't worry about it. Now, that is very challenging. It almost sounds that he's not really considering reality, but he is. He's considering the reality today and the reality for eternity. But oftentimes, we only are considering the reality of today, and we are worried about those realities, and we are consumed by those realities, and that's what the God of this world wants us to be consumed upon, and that's why our relationships are struggling. Because we need to understand something about the foundations and the fruit of relationship. Because this has a lot to do with our priorities, our purposes that God has presented us with and that how we live. So the reason 
why you choose a marriage relationship. The reason why you choose relationships and have relationships, whether it be in the church, whether it be in business, all of these things. You know, I want us to begin to focus on something today because when I talk about relationship, I believe today I'm going to touch on the marriage relationship because I believe we will begin to see the singular part of this or in our human condition as well as we'll begin to see the things of perspective concerning what Jesus is revealing here today. And I believe as we begin to grasp a hold of this, you'll begin to see and it'll help change how you have relationship how you understand marriage, family, business, and all the other things. And so I'm going to use marriage relationship as the prime focus, yet not as the, it's not the only type of relationship. But this understanding and knowledge will touch every aspect of a human interaction today. So I want us to look at this. So first of all, man's understanding and origin. First of all, in the book of Genesis, we can see in chapter 1. Actually, let's go to chapter 2. I I can touch on chapter 1, verse 27, uh, talking about how God created man in his image. God created him male and female, created he them. But let's look in chapter 2 just for a moment. Verse 7, so the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, we know that creation was created for man, mankind whether it be male or female. God created everything for us. He first created everything for us, and then he gave us dominion and rulership over all of those things. And this is an important concept and understanding because, again, your priority, your purpose, also depends on what you are taking dominion and rulership over. That means if you understand properly how you should have relationship, the purpose of relationship, you begin to understand what you've been brought into. Because we need to understand today, we're not trying to obtain everything that the world's trying to obtain. That's not the number one focus. The focus should be what Jesus said. Because he's talking about the kingdom of God. He's talking about the kingdom. If we looked in Matthew chapter 6, You'll begin to see as well uh, as Jesus was bringing out this understanding. And he tells us in verse 33, he says, or let's go back to verse 32 just for a moment. Again, I'm talking about relationship. He says, all the Gentiles seek after these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, not do, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Again, Jesus said, don't worry. You know, when our understanding of relationship is dark, then there's a lot of trouble. But if our understanding of relationship, which comes back to personal development and growth and perspective, pursuit and purpose... Because each person that has a relationship, let's say it like this. Jesus said a kingdom divided against itself will fall. He also tells us that if a house is built upon sand, it cannot stand. We know that anything that is divided cannot grow. Where there is no unity, 
then it cannot fulfill its purpose. So when every individual knows and understands and gets the purpose, and when two people have Jesus at the center, which without understanding this concept, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. When we begin to seek first the kingdom of God, we put Jesus at the center. See, we, we, we want to try to have Jesus at the center, but still have all of this other focus. But then in reality, the way that we have relationship then is not right. It's not developing properly. And again, why did I go back to Genesis just for a moment with an understanding how God formed man out of the dust of the ground, how that he breathed the breath of life into him? Because God created man for purpose and gave him purpose on the planet today. He gave him dominion and rulership over all the things to the, of the earth. When you understand in the kingdom of God, you're not trying to gain the things that the same thing that the world is gaining. doesn't mean that it won't come to you. No, even Jesus said what? All these things will be added to you that they're pursuing after, that they're seeking after. Now, this is something you need to grasp a hold of. Something we need to get a hold of because oftentimes relationships are strained because of what they're pursuing after. Because they, don't, they see and they're worried about money. They're worried about their future. They're worried about all of these things, how their children are being raised and all these other things. All these things are consumed with the same things that the world is consumed. Now, does this mean that we don't build good business? Does this mean that we don't train up our children? No, just the opposite. We train them with the right perspective of priority and focus and purpose. This is why Jesus gives us our purpose. Our purpose doesn't come from self-discovery. It doesn't come just it's just going to happen like a lot of people in the world tries to teach us what our purpose is. We need to find our purpose from the word, not the world. Because when you start your concept of what your purpose is from the foundations of darkness, all you're receiving, the ultimate end of what you're pursuing after is not the things that Jesus said you should pursue after. And it will result in the lack of laying up for yourself treasure in eternity. And it will cause the relational factors that you have, whether it be in marriage, with your children, and other aspects of your life to suffer. For they will not have purpose. They will only be trained to continually follow after the same things the world is following after. The ultimate result of that is not good. So, oftentimes, and I have heard people say in relationships, sometimes even in marriage counseling, sometimes just in, in people who are single, and let me just touch this just for a moment before I go here. Uh, actually, I will touch on the single life here in just a second further with understanding of what the scriptures teach us. But I want us to understand something because, and let me go back to this thought, is that oftentimes in marriage counseling and talking with people, I've heard this, I've, I've, I've read it, I've, I've heard other people talk about it, whether it be marriage counseling, pastors, uh, other types of books I've read, all types of different things, psychology, other things that uh, I have been taught and heard of. Oftentimes, people are just trying to say, I want a normal life. I want a normal relationship. I want a normal family. I want a normal marriage. I want normal kids. You know? And let me just say this. The problem with that is the metric in which you're measuring by oftentimes is some kind of false idea that is presented to you from the world. 
Where, where do you get the idea of anything normal that is in the world? You're talking about a fallen kingdom in, whom, in whose God is, the, is Satan. You're talking about a kingdom of darkness. You need to put priority and perspective in things. Because we need to understand that the purpose and the priority and perspective we should have as the body of Christ as believers comes from what we've been brought into, which is the kingdom of God. And the Bible says in the kingdom of God, you're not working for those same things. That's not your main focus. You don't have to worry about those things. When you get your perspective and priority and purposes right, God says those things that they're seeking after, living for, worried about, and consumed with are going to be added to you when you begin to understand what you've been brought into through the, uh, through the dominion and the authority that you now have in Christ. And he, Jesus goes on to even say, don't even let it bother you and worry you. If you get your priority and purpose and focus right, then, the, then it'll become a lot more clearer and you begin to put all of these things in the right order and perspective and all of the pieces begin to fit into the, into the pie properly. And you, when you begin to focus on the whole, all of those other things will take right perspective and you're going to find what Jesus said, that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You're going to begin to find that the power of the Holy Spirit and the things of salvation that he put into, he's going to draw out of you. And you're going to find that those things are going to begin to work in your life. And you're going to find that the things that you've been struggling with in your family all relate back to your purpose, your priority. All of the things that, uh, of darkness that are happening within the relational area within your life, which touches every aspect of your life, will begin to get right. And so if our premise is wrong and we even have unrealistic and unhealthy ideas based upon outcomes that the world's perspective has put into us, then you're ultimately like like a dog chasing its tail. You'll never catch that. You'll never never be there. But in God, in Christ, when you seek first the kingdom of God, there is reality and there is reward. Not only now in this life, but also in the life to come. And you know, it's very important that we teach our children that the world is not having a normal experience of life. The normal experience of life is what God intended for man and what God has given to man through Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. The normal experience of life isn't what the world is seeking after and what they're pursuing after and what they're chasing after, trying to fill their life with all of these things but yet they never achieve any type of fulfillment and success. Not in life. Not in real life. True success comes when you begin to lay up. When you begin to understand the importance of the kingdom of God in your life and how it affects your relationships. So we're talking about Jesus at the center of your relationship. You can't separate the two. Jesus is the king of his kingdom, and he has purpose for all of his citizens. And that purpose is to fulfill his will here on earth. Because as fulfilling his will on earth today, which provides an investment plan that happens in eternity. And it provides the benefit 
of everything that the Gentiles are seeking after, the world is chasing after right now in this life as well. That's what Jesus said. So we need to get this understanding correct. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth today. Church has been, been taken and, and literally stripped and robbed of its understanding and reality and power and strength by a lot of things because the kingdom of darkness has people are chasing after and, and fulfilling these things and do not understand properly how to have relations within this kingdom. We try to bring that over and the things over from the world into this. And I hope you're hearing this today. Uh, and, and I hope I can actually get all of this out in one setting. If not, I, I will pick this up again. But I wanted you to hear something today in biblical terms that we are not trying to gain these things. We going to have the, these things are going to happen for us. If you begin to understand the right perspective, when you begin to understand your pursuit, there's a grace that God gives into this area, an anointing that God gives. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said that until he returns, he's left us a purpose. And he tells the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to occupy until I come. That word occupy there in the Bible actually means to take possession, take dominion. You know, oftentimes as Christians, we have been told that we should not have any influence in the world, and you know, in the political realms, in the other realms. Oh, yes, we should. You have to understand those are the, the things you see in the world today, which are the enemies of, of Christ and of God, the system I'm talking about, which is mammon, which the world is living and working and pursuing after, and they are uh, trying to perpetrate and to put upon Instead of it being the footstool of the Lord, they're trying to put that footstool upon us and upon the body of Christ and to keep it inside the church and not have any effect. And we buy into those kind of things. But let me just say this. You're the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. And we are called to influence the world with the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel message that Jesus Christ died for the lost. To deliver them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his dear son. So yes, we're supposed to have cause and effect. And we need to have parents and men and women who are married today, who begin to understand the purpose. When you get your purpose right, you begin to get your priorities and your perspective right. Your focus becomes right and your eye becomes full of light. Now, you're not wrapped up with the concern of all of the things that the world is concerned after. You can begin to focus properly why you get up every day and walk out that door. Why you're getting up every day and you're going out into the world. You're going out into the world to bring the light and the influence to the resource and other things in the world to expand and to build the kingdom of God. You begin to now, without distraction, Focus upon your marriage better because Jesus is at the center. You're not fussing and fighting about what you should or shouldn't do because now your priorities has set the boundaries in what you allow and you don't allow within your house. If, you're pri if you don't have priorities, you have no boundaries. You have no flow that's happening of the grace and of the kingdom of God in your life. 
You're still trying to discover them based upon the world's standards, and those world standards have become the boundaries or the banks and how you're having marriage, how you're having relationships, and you're still seeking after these other things. That's why children are going off the rails. That's why parents are not parenting properly. That's why a lot of things goes on within a family and why people struggle within their marriage. Can you hear this today? Jesus said, not to worry. He tells us to have your priorities, your focus properly, because it'll be full of life. And he describes us in many ways. He tells us to occupy till he returns. He tells us to not chase after the same things, but lay up for yourself. Does that mean you don't build big business? No, but why do you do it? Again, what are our perspectives? Are we having an earthly investment mind or are we having a kingdom investment mind, an eternal investment mind? What are we doing? How do we do that? Well, we partner in the same understanding with Christ to fulfill his will in the earth. Or are we just trying to see and gain the whole world, so to speak, ourselves, for ourselves, for what we have today? You know, one of the things I think is important, even as a person, and we need to learn from this, because let me just say this, being single is not bad. Being young, oftentimes as a single person in life, they are trying to, and pursuing after, trying to find that partner, trying to find that spouse, trying to find that soulmate. That's the goal. But no, the goal is learning to have a single life with a single focus upon serving the Lord. Because the Bible says when you are single, that you should serve the Lord. It is the opportunity how to be trained and to train yourself to serve the Lord without distraction. So that when you are married, your purpose and priorities are already set. Now you're not trying to find them because you were pursuing the things of life. You're pursuing for partnership without purpose. Marriage has purpose. For one thing, marriage is about multiplication. Marriage is about love. Marriage isn't just about the fulfillment of the flesh. And of the things of this life. But within it, if its purpose is right, then everything has boundaries. There will be things you will and will not do. There will be things you will not say. There will be things that you will not allow in your home. Because your perspectives and your purposes are right. Your focus is right. So it's so important today. So this is what the single life is for. This is why we train our children and raise our teens and our children to look towards the things of the kingdom of God, look towards things that are eternal and not things that are temporal, not to the things of this world, and not put them into those perspectives and ideas and allow those things to just build in them. You train your children. See, you have opportunity to teach all the time. Parents are more teachers than they are friends of their children. If you're trying to gain a child as your friend, is because generally your marriage relationship is off because your purpose for yourself you have not learned and you're still grappling with the idea of this relationship because the focus is not correct. If you'll get your focus correct and your purpose and have Jesus at the center, which is the kingdom of God, which you've been brought into, you've been translated before your focus was the kingdom of darkness, if you knew it or not. Your focus was to continually add to and build the law of sin and death that's in the earth to bring destruction and to, to try to resist and hinder the kingdom of God's advancement in the earth today. But today you're on the opposite side now. You're on the side of victory and not victimized. You're on the side of triumph and not being overcome. You're, over, you're on the side of being an overcomer today. You're on this side of being the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. You're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. You're not the one that's under the curse and under the law and just seeking 
to be self-absorbed and selfishness and seeking its own and, and lovers of themselves. No, you're not like that any longer. You're now on the opposite side. You're training your children and teaching them how to have a focus and remain in the right perspective because therein will be reward and eternal perspective. And therein will you'll find strong relationships and marriage and love. Therein will you'll be able to look at one another and cover whatever others, one another's faults and failures in love until you grow. Even the Bible says a, a, a person today that has already connected to an unequally yoked marriage. No one's going to be on the same level in, in relationship and understanding and knowledge together. But you're there. If you have a kingdom perspective, you're there to learn and to grow. You have a focus. But if you don't have that focus, you're struggling. One is going this direction and the other is going this direction because there's no purpose and priorities. And if you're looking at your marriage and your life today and you're looking at it in a worldly perspective, you'll be pursuing these things and you're going to have trouble. You're going to have all kinds of things going on because your purpose is not focused. You see, the single life and the raising of our children is to focus upon serving the Lord without distraction. It's meant to learn and act and build undistracted commitment in serving the Lord. It's not meant to just go nuts and live according to the flesh like sometimes people talk, you know, sowing your wild oats and all of these kind of things. That's the problem with a lot of people today that have sown so much that God is trying to restore and heal them. And they have a lot of areas in their mind that they're having to renew because their purpose and perspective was not given to them properly by their parent. And children are going to find that training from the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what happens in the home is the number one place. The parent is the key element of development and training. But if the parents are not focused properly, how can they train their children to follow after them? The single life is not to pursue and find a mate, nor to but it is to pursue the Lord. And if you're not settled in this, you'll be seeking and on a journey with a distracted focus instead of developing yourself properly. And when you understand the Lord, everything that the Gentiles are seeking after, all the fulfillment of life that comes from this world and from in this life today, Jesus said this will be added into your life. And this is so important. You'll also learn the perspectives. Because when you get a word from God, just like Abraham did, this is the same perspective we can relate to what Abraham did in Romans chapter 4. And you can see in Romans chapter 4 where Abraham, he understood God. He understood how God created man. He began to understand the purpose and he began to get his purpose. Once he got his purpose and his priority and God was in the center and his focus was that direction, God gave him a promise and that promise came to him and he said he didn't worry. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb or even his own inability to have children. Even though the promise said, I'm going through you, create a nation. Bible says he didn't worry about it, but he continually praised and rejoiced in God. And he let the word do the work by believing on the word, but he continually confessed with his mouth, praised according to it, and he lived according to it and acted like the Bible was true. He acted like the word that God gave to him was true. And when he did, he began to see the results of it. It didn't happen overnight for him, but then his children the Bible says the reason why God chose Abraham because he knew that Abraham, and he tested him, he said he knew that he would train his children to follow after him. The same understanding. We are living and we are people, fruit of that faith today. 
And we're called also to follow after that same thing. You know, when you're married, you have a greater responsibility to lead your family, to seek the kingdom first, to be, to be trained so also you can train your children. That's what the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, what its purpose and focus, the number one focus it is today is to equip the church for the work of the ministry, of the building up the body of Christ, that it might be edified. And it's also there so that we might be able to develop this focus and understanding to understand the truths of the word of God today. And I want you today, if you have heard this word today, and you might be challenged right now in certain areas and parts of your life, and you say, Pastor, man, this, this is a change of life for the way I live. Well, yes, it would be. If your focus and priorities and purposes have not been proper, then you will have challenge. You're having those challenges already. But it's a challenge to make a difference, a change. All you have to do in reality is say, Jesus, I believe you. I'll follow you. I, you told me to love. You told me to forgive. But you also told me to lay up. So he gave us a perspective. He gave us a, the purpose, which is to seek first the kingdom of God. To seek first the kingdom, which is in the Holy Spirit today, which we have, which is here today. So that way we are making and we know by faith that the enemies are the footstool of, of Christ. So if those enemies, if they're under our feet today, then we need to live that way. We need to have that perspective. And we need to pursue the things of the kingdom. And we'll be doing so whenever we begin to. And, and your actions will, will also follow that. Your actions will follow that. You begin to change the way you see family. You begin to change the way you see marriage. You begin to change the way you see yourself. You begin to change the way you understand church and how that you relate to the kingdom of God and the things that you do and how and, and, and your focus towards it and, and how that, uh, you know, it, it brings people to a place in marriage where you're not so offended all the time at one another. It's the same thing in the church. And it's an understanding of where the world is and the darkness that's in the world, where that we begin to love and we begin to share the gospel to bring them out, to help them. The whole world is in darkness. No matter where they are economically, no matter what you think and how they portray themselves, no matter what they tell you, without Christ, without Christ, there's no hope in the world. Without Christ, they are still in darkness. And they need the light. They need the truth. If they are not living according to the light, according to the purpose, according to the kingdom, according to the what we are here for. Jesus didn't save us. God, Listen, God's plan for us was to show and to reveal to the principalities and powers. Our, our warfare is not against the flesh and blood that's in the earth, but the God in whom they are serving, but the, the things in which, is, which are motivating that area there. Our purpose is the kingdom, and we begin to follow after the Spirit. You'll begin to see those other things come under the place in your own personal life in the right perspective. You begin to see the victory in the things that God says you can have. You begin to see the change in your marriage and the love will develop and grow and the understanding and a deep oneness with that person that you're with today. And you'll change the way you talk to each other. You'll change your vocabulary. You will because your purpose becomes correct. You, you, how you react to one another, it'll happen in the church. You know, it's so important today 
uh, and let me just say this, if you're single, you, you won't be following the things of the world. You'll be preparing yourself because he also is preparing someone else that's hearing this message or understands this too for you. And it's so important today that you get that perspective right and follow after and pursue. That's what that word seek means. Seek first means to pursue and have your priority and the boundaries of your life proper. And that's what Jesus is saying. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things are be added to you. Those two areas there today. I'd say we've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. We're not trying to do these things for righteousness sake in the aspect when it comes to salvation for the blood of Jesus and the redemption that he has provided for us, the reconciliation unto God. But we do works of righteousness, and that works of righteousness are revealed to us today by what we're pursuing after. Are we pursuing works that are in the darkness? Are we pursuing works of righteousness? See, there's a lot of concepts on that today within the church. A lot of programs are created in certain aspects, but in reality, seeking first the kingdom are the works of righteousness that we are to do and to have. That's training your children. That's living a life, showing in, in, in a marriage and your personal pursuits within life. You know, that means what we do in life. All result back to bring him glory. All result back in like the scriptures, throughout the scriptures, the church of Corinth, uh, you'll find in Philippians, you'll find all throughout the scripture. In Galatians, Romans, all of these things in the New Testament in particular and in the Old Testament reveals it. Paul the Apostle even talks about it. Talking about partnering with the kingdom of God. Talking about we are one together in the kingdom. And what we do and what we use our resources and all the other things for. We, they're not just to lay up treasures on earth but to lay up treasures in heaven. How do we do that? Well, Paul even said to the church at Corinth and to the church of Philippi, and again, I, I could restate everything I just said, but even in Galatians, he's talking about having a quantity of fellowship with the gospel, a fellowship with the word of God. And when we partner with the word, we're talking about the church, we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're talking about every aspect of, its, of this living organism and its impact in the world and it's unity together as members of a body that when we understand that it's effectiveness and how we do what we do when it concerns souls, lives, discipleship, how we're going to make impact, the future of that, I tell you it's so important. When we partner with them, when we are just we're in that relationship properly, then all of the other things have the right perspective. We're seeking the kingdom. We're called to do that. We're called to pursue after that first. Jesus said all these other things that a lot of people are working for, living for, and even folks on there said, no, that's, my, my, that's, that's what I should do. I'll be neglecting. Well, that's what the world told you. At the same time, should you work hard and do all of this? Yeah, do those, but, but not for that reason. And we have to train our children that understanding because we're here to win souls. That's why we're here on the planet today. If not, if that wasn't a reason and purpose, when you got saved, he'd just take a big old angel, just take you right to heaven. And Jesus and angels would be down here showing the glory 
and in, in the spirit. But God left us here because in the wisdom of God, he understands how that the soul of man works. And he, they need to see the kingdom of God in action on the earth through his believers today, through those who have been brought into the kingdom. And that's what we're doing. And they will say, well, you're not just, you, you're doing this, the same thing I'm doing, but for, for different reasons and purposes. And you're like, yeah. Because they can also see the destructiveness of what they're doing. And the futility, even as Ecclesiastes tells us, in other places, Job, other places, and Timothy, that says, we brought nothing into this world. We're not taking nothing out of it either, except the souls and things we've laid up in heaven, treasures. Today, where are you? Where's your perspective? Where's your focus, your priority? Your priority builds your boundaries, develops how you think, your marriage, your children, how you train, everything. Let Jesus be the center today. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.